This is the Toward a New World podcast with your host, Corinna Stoffel. As a space for all things regarding the global collective transition we are in, we have conversations about transition, separation, and connection regarding oneself, others, and the earth. The aim is to educate, empower, and inspire. Hello and welcome. Here we go again. Today's subject is Make America Great. What makes America great? President Trump used the phrase America, make America great again. And I really don't know what he was thinking and meant exactly with that phrase. I am wondering with what is going on right now, if people were sort of thinking about going back to a time where the clocks went slower, where life was perceived as easier and maybe uh, better. And that is what where their thoughts went and why they agreed with that term. Again, I don't know what people were thinking. Looking through that lens, though, I have to say that the fact that President Kennedy was working hard <coughs> sorry, to avoid nuclear war, to make peace with other countries as much as he could with the fact that the civil rights movement had taken off. There was poverty on war. <coughs> no. And the U.S. was really liked in the world. It was perceived as a shining, <coughs> as a shining beacon for democracy. But then came the Vietnam War, and right now we're going through one crisis after another. What is going on for me? Sorry for that. Um, during his four years as president, Trump was making it glaringly obvious how much things that we didn't see that were sort of hidden, like the fact that there was racial inequality. There, how many people were living in the United States um, um, that were poor, that had food insecurity? Uh, so we became aware of that. And then on top of all of that became the pandemic, came the loss of civil liberties through the lockdowns. The healthcare crisis became obvious. So 
Today, globally, what I perceive is America is seeing more as a bully who is trying to force its ideas onto the rest of the world than being a shining beacon for democracy and liberty and all of that as it was in the 60s. In the mid-70s, Buckminster Fuller talked about that in 50 years, the institutions that humanity created would no longer be sustainable. They would become dysfunctional and dysfunctional in a way that they could not uh, be fixed. Things were falling apart. And at the same time, he was talking about being for a world where everyone uh, with, was taken care of with no one and nothing left out. That also on some level talks about the, the sensation, the feelings that were the case during the 60s and into the 70s. Did people, as I said, think about that? And how much are we dreaming about a having a more stable life and going back to the past is often the solution that is being seen. The only problem is we can't really go back. We need to get clear of what it is we like, what it is that is important to us. Is it important to us that people are treated with respect no matter what? no matter what their race, no matter what their uh, class is. Ultimately, what do we all long for? We all long for the ability to live our lives in safety. And that is something we are starting to doubt with all the shootings that are going on. You don't know what's going to happen if you go to a mall. You don't know what's going to happen to your kids who usually were perceived as being safe when they were in school. With all the school shootings, mall shootings, workplace shootings, that is no longer the case. So what do we require? What do we require? Are we hoping that a leader and some specific laws will uh, create that safety, will create that sense of being able to live my life and not be affected by all the kinds of different crises that are going on globally? I mean, relative to the 60s or even early 70s, 
the globe has become a village. It's no longer that there is my country and I grew up in Germany. So yes, there was Europe, but then there was over there, way over there was the USA. And then there was the Russia. Yeah, it was still part of the same uh, continent to some extent, at least part of Russia was. And but the world was so much more smaller, focused on one's country. Now we export a lot of labor to China, to Middle and South America, and it's just way more enmeshed as it used to be. And for many people, that is threatening. They, uh, I mean, I hear the talk or it's in the news, let's get back to our country, let's stop the globalization. That is not working. Is the globalization not working overall? Or is it just not working the way we created the globalization? The way we have been going about so what is required? How much are the points of view that people have aligned in a way that it's important for everybody that no matter what race, what country you're coming from, what class, that you are treated with respect, that I am treated with respect. Does everybody look at it that way? Or is there the differentiation? Yeah, this group is okay and that group is not okay. Diversity, yes, different viewpoints. But do we all care about other people? Do we all care about the environment? Do we all stop judging. I am reminded in, I remember during the Gulf War, there were a lot of protests for peace. And I was looking at that and started saying, I can't protest for peace. A, it felt wrong to fight for peace, still making war. There was still separation. But what was even more important for me personally is I cannot protest for peace as long as I am not at peace. And I was keenly aware on how much I was still at war within myself, within aspects of myself. So where, where do our points of view align and where do they not? Where, do, where are we fighting each other? I also watched recently a, a documentary, 
titled White Right, Meeting the Enemy. And that documentary was made by Dia Khan. I hope I pronounce her name right, correctly. She is a Pakistani immigrant to uh, Sweden and therefore also colored. And she decided to meet with white supremacists here in the US. And when I became aware of that, I was just saying, whoa, white supremacist, you are colored, you are a woman, and you are a Muslim. Talk about walking into enemy camp, as she called, you know, and watching the uh, documentary, her ability to be out of judgment, to just listen and ask questions, ended up in some of those white supremacists saying, no, you have become a friend. I wouldn't consider you as an enemy, as somebody I am protesting and fighting against. What does that tell us? How much is everybody being in judgment about another, keeping that whole division, that polarization alive? Is there a way to go beyond that? And for that reason, I'm wondering, what does it mean for you what does it mean for all of us, for each one of us, when we say, make America great? And I don't see anything wrong with making America great, making Europe great, making any kind of state great. What does that mean? What's implied with that? Are we willing to get clear on what that means for ourselves? And then out of that, are we willing to have conversations with others? Are we willing to listen to what the other is saying and not already look at it as a discussion where Oh, you're saying this, therefore I need to talk about that. So I am winning and prove that you are wrong, which on an unconscious level is so often the case in conversations and especially in discussions. Can you hear the energy of the word discussion? Ping pong, ping pong. Just what I was talking about. And can we get out of the shouting match? I can be louder than you, therefore I am winning. I can protest more. It's not about protesting, it's not about fighting. It's about getting clear what is important to us. If we go into fighting mode, 
we become vulnerable to be manipulated by those who desire to manipulate for their own gain. Isn't it important enough for us to stop being a couch potato? Oh, there is nothing I can do about it. I may as well just sit back and watch football or baseball or basketball or whatever it is. Are we willing to get involved with something? And what is it that in a peaceful, caring, inclusive way, we are willing to get involved? That's it for today. I hope you are willing to follow the invitation of getting clear for yourself and contemplate that. I know I'm asking for contemplation because I know that's something I tend to do. So until next week, please leave a comment. I would love to hear what you're thinking about any of the subjects that I'm bringing up. Take care. Bye-bye.